So the story of Jack Daniels goes as follows, uh, that Jack didn't know how to make whiskey. He didn't know how to make bourbon or sour mash, as they like to call it. No, no, no. He had this this guy, uh, this preacher, this farm owner, who took Jack Daniels under his wing in 1864. That's how the story goes. But that's not the right story. The story is that the guy who took Jack Daniels under his wing is a man by the name of Nathan Nearest Green. And Nathan Nearest Green was a slave who taught Jack Daniels how to make bourbon, American whiskey. And that entire story is encapsulated with the people who do Uncle Nearest. And this is the Uncle Nearest 1856 Premium Whiskey. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, everybody, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, right there. One of the cooler stories that's out there in the world of bourbon. The first sentence of that story sounded like uh, the beginning of a blues song. Didn't it, though? Jack didn't know how to make bourbon. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible story. There's this woman by the name of Fawn Weaver who I have never met, uh, but if I get a chance to bring her up to the show, I, I will fl- Fawn, I will fly you in. The story of how this came together and how she kind of built this brand and, and what they've done here is tremendous and amazing. And the farm that they, they now have, this 270-acre horse farm that they've got, it's an incredible story. This is a mash bill of 90% corn and rye, um, with the remainder being uh, malted corn, and all comes from Tennessee. However, this is a premium whiskey and not a bourbon. Why? For the same reason that Jack Daniels is a sour mash and not a bourbon, it goes through a charcoal filtration. To be a bourbon, you have to be 51% corn. You have to be done in uh, first-use charred oak American barrels, right? There are rules also about the the level of proof, right? You have to go into the distilled or in the barrel no more than 160 proof or 80% alcohol by volume, or I should say distilled no more than that, and then in the barrel no more than 125 proof in the aging. So this is 100 proof. You can give it a hand, Fingers Malloy. This reaches your threshold right there, but it is then filtered through charcoal. And because of that filtration, that maple charcoal, that's why, in my belief, it's not referred to as a bourbon. It is referred to as an American whiskey. And it is golden, I should say bronze, with a tint of red. There's a really weird, darker, richer kind of look to the Uncle Nearest 1856 uh, that's out there. But it's a nose that's just... It's delicious. That's very sweet on the nose. Is Super. that like a maple? Like a syrup, like yeah. a molasses. It really and truly is. And that's one where, this is a good example of one that, you know, when we talk about what things smell like or, or, or where things taste like, you're like, I don't know if I taste that, I don't know if I smell that. This is a great example of, of what I think molasses is. You get this on the nose, you're like, okay, now I know uh, what that, that flavor is. We do this neat and then bring it to a cube or to an, an, an ice chip. It's a, it is. It's, it's a wonderful sniff. There's a, there's, a, there's a fair amount of sweet. There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of the holidays in there. There's a little bit say, of Christmas on yeah. there. Oh, that is good. But you don't get, you know, I've, I've read when you've had these charcoal filtered whiskeys before that people say that they can actually get a little bit 
of charcoal on the nose. I'm not getting any of that on this. I'm not this good is enough. Very sweet. You know, guys, when, when you when you listen to us, and we appreciate that you do, and you get the podcast at Apple Podcast or Amazon Music, Eat, Drink, Smoke. Just look for it, Stitcher, Google Play. We're not trying to tell people that we know more. Oh gosh, that is not it. We're enjoying more, but we don't necessarily know more. We're giving you our honest take on this. Would I can't. You, would you describe it as we're taking them on a journey with us? No, because I'm not that pretentious. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, but it is a wonderful nose. You ready to do a sip Oh, absolutely. All right. So we do it neat and then bring it to a cube. Fingers Malloy, take your sip. 100 proof. The Uncle Nearest, 1856. And it is an incredible story. Just the history of how this all came down and what, what Fawn Green is doing with it is sensational. I'm going to take the sip. Fingers, where are you? Oh, it's very good. Sweet. Uh, not much of a burn. Uh, Tony right now is doing the Chattanooga Chomp. It is the Memphis Munch, or actually called the Kentucky Chew. <laughs> yeah, got you to actually call you it the Memphis Munch. You got me calling it the Memphis Munch. Uh, no, it's very oh. sweet. It very a very warm feeling, but nothing that burns. Uh, you again, I I, I at a hundred proof. This doesn't. It's it's not strong, and there's not a strong burning alcohol sensation to this. It's no, very smooth. It did not sting on the tip of the tongue nor the side of of, of the tongue. It did not sting. Uh, it did not burn the throat, nor did it have a burn in the chest. Only after a little bit, after a couple of breaths, do you feel a very slight warming in the lower chest. But what it is, it, this is super approachable, guys. This will work for any table, anywhere. Very, very approachable. You've got that sweet. You've got that bit of caramel. You've got a little bit of, of what I would call orchard going on in there. I don't know if that's apple or pear. Well, I was about to say, and I was going to hesitate to say apple because there are so many whiskeys now that claim that they're apple whiskey that I don't want people getting the impression that this, oh, you're drinking an apple whiskey. It's a no. hint. A right. very small... It's funny. The Uncle Nearest people refer to it as apricot. I can't... I have no <laughs> idea how to describe apricot to somebody else, but orchard really fits... This is easy. Now, as I'm, I'm sitting here, there's a little heat that's building and rising in the back of, of the throat of it for me. Don't laugh at me. No, 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 no. I'm you not laughing. You are the no, worst. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm, I'm going back to what we've talked about previously about seasonal bourbons right. or seasonal whiskey. This just feels like fall. It really does. This will work at your Thanksgiving table, guys. It really and truly will. This is going to go with a lot of things and, most importantly, even people who are new to the game are are gonna be able to drink this. They're gonna they're gonna be able to to share in this. Now I don't know. I, I want to move it to a chip. Where are the chips? Here are the chips. I'm hesitant to do it. I'm really enjoying. I want to see if it opens up. What we have discovered here is that moving things to ice or moving things to maybe just adding a little bit of of cold water. It does open things up. It does build some unique flavors. Sometimes you'll have something that's got a, a high spice. It'll bring that down to a point of, of, of more palatable for you. So I like the idea of the chip because it's, it's just enough. We have a, a big rock here, a big cube. The more I play in, in the drinking, the less I'm a fan of the cube, the large cube, a small cube, a chip, or the sphere. It just... It, it doesn't make any sense. The way I drink, the amount of time I take to drink a drink, because I'm not quick. I am slow going on, on, on the drink. It just works for me better. I, but I love this big cube if I'm at home and I know I'm going to have uh, five or six. And so this cube, <laughs> this cube has some staying power. But no, I agree with you. What I did with this, you know, because we have the big cube, 
Uh, I took some of the cold water from the melted cube and I poured it into the glass to see if it'll open things up. There's some good flavor that builds on this uh, in in the afterwards. Again, those Christmas flavors, that kind of nutmeggy thing that's that's going on, works really well. You might get the the charcoal out of it. I, I don't, but the heat does rise a, a little bit. There's a little bit of spice there. This is a very very enjoyable whiskey. It's the Uncle Nearest 1856 premium whiskey. This is worth trying. This is worth buying for the holidays and seeing how it works for you. As for what bourbons you should have on your Thanksgiving table, well, that's coming right up. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So Thanksgiving is almost upon us, and depending on who your governor is, you're not going anywhere. (laughs) Unless you're going somewhere, and I am not here to judge. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Good to be with you, Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Are you going anywhere for Thanksgiving? Uh, I, I, I don't want to say, but yes, I am. Yes, I am. We are getting in the car and we are going. My father is 82. My mother's 73. It's been a rough, rough, really rough year. I mean, I, you, you know this and, I, and I've talked about it a little bit. I'm not somebody who dabbles too much into the, into the family things. Uh, I lost my brother in January. My, my younger brother at the age of 45 just got sick. A very strange story. My brother was autistic and, and lived at home. And, uh, it, it, you know, my parents built their whole lives around knowing that they're taking care of, of their youngest son, right? They, yeah. they, and then to not have that has just been, it's been a very strange experience. First of all, for anybody who's a parent out there, you know that the idea of bearing your own kid, right? I don't want to get too, too morbid or maudlin on the thing. But it's so strange, especially when you consider that, you know, when, when you have this kind of issue like, like autism, you, you, you know that that's what you're, that's what you're going to be dealing with. And to have that, that gone, right? And, and not, never mind just bearing your kid, but somebody you knew who would be with you and then just got sick. It was a crazy, an awful, awful story. And, and my parents, to, to their credit, I think have, they've handled it as well as I think you handle uh, these things. So the idea that I'm not going to spend this first Thanksgiving with them, no, 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 no. I, I, if they can put up roadblocks, right. I drive a Hummer for a reason. I'm, <laughs> right. go, I'm going through the roadblocks without question. And and that's the, the most challenging thing when you go through something like that. I'm not going to pretend I got, I've gone through something like that, but I've right. lost a parent. And the first year, going through the first, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you've got to be there with your parents when they're going through the first holiday season. Without and add to that uh, how I started. My father's 82. Yeah. Y- you know, look, I, there comes a moment where you ask yourself, exactly how many more of these do we have? Right. And I'm not interested in taking it for granted. By the way, neither are they. And if you say to them, like like you're hearing, well, you know, uh, you can get uh, ill. I- I'm not saying no. And their answer is, we accept that risk. And Absolutely. And if, if they're accepting it, I accept it, and, and I'm going. Uh, and I will be bringing uh, some some bourbon with me, mostly for me, because if my father has a drink, he'll pass out for three days. <laughs> I, my, fa- my father loves the idea of a drink, yeah. right? And he loves the first sip. At the second sip, he's asleep. He's under the table. <laughs> it's done. It's over. But we were going through, Fingers and I, what are the bourbons that will work for your Thanksgiving table? And each one of us has two that we're going to share uh, with, with a very kind of maybe different look at how these things should go. So I'm going to start with you, Fingers. Two bourbons that people can have on their Thanksgiving table this Thanksgiving, family or not? Well, listen, you and I have talked 
throughout the whole history of this show uh, about what's important to us when it comes to bourbon. And one of the things that's very important to me is value. Right. Something that you can not spend a lot of money on, but feel like you're getting something out of it. And for me, uh, we keep bringing up Old Granddad 114. Right. And I am just a, a, a huge fan. It's it's sweet. Uh, it's it, it, it's on the palate. You get this kind of uh, like honey sweetness to it. But the, at uh, 114 proof, it doesn't overwhelm you with the uh, alcohol taste. It's, to me, it's very smooth for 114 proof. Now, Old Granddad 114 is in my liquor cabinet right now. Yeah. It's it's really is wonderful bourbon, and you can get it for under thirty dollars a bottle. Right, so that's one of the things I grab right away. Now, is it's going to be something that uh, your aunt is going to want to try if she's not a big bourbon fan uh, on the rocks? Maybe not, but I think it's a bourbon that would serve you well on a Thanksgiving Day table. Do you want to take one? Or do you want me to go no, to no. the second one? What's your other one? Larceny. <gasps> Good choice. Yeah, I, is that available nationwide? I mean, I know it's here, but I think it is available nationwide. Larceny is one of the ones I think people overlook. They shouldn't. Larceny no. is good juice. It is good juice. It, you know, it's got that kind of toffee, butterscotch flavor to it. We're looking at 92 proof, so it's not something that's going to overwhelm people at the Thanksgiving Day table. And uh, it, it's just one of those bottles. Wherever I go to the liquor store, I always see it front and center. So I, I at least in the Midwest, it seems readily available. Those are my two picks. Now, for me, I, I will tell you that I went a little bit less on worrying about the dollars because you just picked ones that are, are 30 bucks and below. You can find it, and they're excellent choices. I went to start with with the Four Roses Small Batch Select, which we reviewed on the show just a few weeks ago. I'm still thinking about it. And I actually found it at my local supermarket for $44. Oh, now, wow. Now, the MSRP is like $64. The small batch select, not the small batch, the small batch select. It's 104 proof. Doesn't play that way. Uh, it's got this wonderful bit of fruit on it. It's got some of those Christmassy-esque, I think, you know, in terms of uh, the vanilla and, and some of the, the cinnamon that's on there. But the fruit that it, that it enjoys, the ease of which you can drink, the Four Roses Small Batch Select, it's going to work for the table. And that was the thing that I decided to, to focus on, whether or not something can work for the entire table. Right. So I went with things that were a little sweeter, right? What, what you picked in, in the Old Granddad and, and the Larceny, those are bourbons. Those are bourbons for people who drink bourbon and want to try a bourbon and want that bourbon feel. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. They're smart picks, especially for those price points. The other one is actually what we're drinking right now. It's the Uncle Nearest 1856. Because this, at, a, at 100 proof, just will satisfy. And it's the kind of thing that I think the entire table can do. Now, it's, what's funny is I put it on a cube. Not a cube, I'm sorry, an ice chip. Just an yeah. ice chip. The spice picked up. Isn't that amazing? It's stunning because usually it goes the other way. Yeah. But what it's offering in its flavoring, you could see this pairing with the pumpkin pie. You could see this pairing with a vanilla ice cream or some other kind of dessert. You can do this with a little bit of sweet on sweet and be very okay. Or you could do this in a tandem. You can do the Uncle Nearest, and the same thing, I believe, with the Small Batch Select from Four Roses. You have that in, in, in your glass, and then you have a coffee, and then you have the dessert. You can kind of move around the horn there. 
right. and engage all of these kinds of flavors and feel like this is a fun, worthy combination. Now, we, we talked last week about my mom's favorite holiday drink was the ice cream and the Kahlua that she poured on top into a punch bowl. Have you done that before with bourbon? Have you made bourbon milkshakes before? No, I, I, because I just haven't done it. But I've actually tried them before. Other people have done them. I actually love it. I think a bourbon milkshake is fantastic. Right now, I don't want to use some the something that's you know two hundred dollars a bottle right, right. to do it. But a couple of these, I, I would I would try it with. Now, the uncle nearest you can find that it's somewhere around sixty dollars a bottle. But again, I told you about the the small batch select from Four Roses. I found it at forty four. You might find it at a lesser price point. It's the holidays. It's worth a little bit of of the splurge. So those were were my two picks. It really know your audience. I think is a huge one. Who's at that table? Who is, are these people who like to have a drink? You know, I grew up in a family where the drinking was was minimal and the food was massive. You grew up in a family, Fingers Malloy, where which which one overtook which? The drinking or the food? The food. Oh, the food. Okay. Yeah. No, not a lot of drinkers in my family. I I made up for oh, everyone else's you broke the shortcomings. Mold? Yes. Look at you. Look at you. A fine American. <laughs> so larceny. Or the old granddad 114, I'm telling you, the old granddad is worth it. And then the Four Roses Small Batch Select and the Uncle Nearest 1856. Four bourbons, whiskeys, you can have on your Thanksgiving Day table. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, doing the Uncle Nearest 1856 and thrilled. Just thrilled with it. Not overwhelming. I think you can find things that are more complex, but I got a couple of flavors in here that are really, really working for me. And 100 Proof works for the table. But let's get into it, Fingers Malloy. It's time for the news of the week. Oh, Tony. That's no way to start. The coronavirus. What? The coronavirus. What's that? I've never heard of it. You know how I've been working on the Eat, Drink, Smoke parade float for Mardi Gras? I do. Well, apparently I've been wasting my time. Officials in New Orleans are now saying Mardi Gras parades seem unlikely to occur in the 2021 season. And it was a, through a message sent by city officials because they are limiting events to 250 people or less. So they're saying no one should be surprised that under the current... Well, that makes it 250 people on a float, right? <laughs> makes perfect, makes 250 people per balcony. Right. I get it. 250 people per hurricane. I listen. I know you got to plan ahead, and, and you know Mardi Gras. While it seems kind of far away, really isn't in the grand scheme of things. It's right around the corner. But I don't know how you can make this call this far out. I mean, I know so much of it's based on tourism, and people are flying in and trying right. to make plans. But my goodness, I don't know what to say anymore. I, I, I there is a school district in Maryland that the kids have been going virtually since the start of the year and they've decided that the kids will continue to go virtually through April. <laughs> and it's it's like half the country's like, yeah, of course, and half the country's like, what the hell? I I feel for New Orleans. I feel for those businesses. We keep discussing what's going on in this business world. The adaptation that's happening is kind of amazing, but the damage done, I think it was it was a Bill Gates or was it Elon Musk? One of them said 50% of the businesses you see will be gone by the time this is done. And I don't think that's an exaggeration on what it is we're witnessing. The clear chasm between Wall Street and Midwest Main Street. 
is remarkable in terms of how stocks are doing versus how your neighbor is 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 doing in if, if they had a small business just brutalized i don't have the numbers in front of me so i would only be wildly speculating but you know why not why don't i just speculate because that's what people in the media do tony <laughs> Uh-huh. Wait, are we people in media? Uh, oh, why not? What the hell? We're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how you hear about retailers and much of their profits for the year are pretty much made from Black Friday on. That's why they call it Black Friday. It's when retailers get into the black. I would love to know for the city of New Orleans how much of their profit is generated just from Mardi Gras. Right. And so when you just make this decision, I know other people in other parts of the country are probably saying, hey, hey Mardi Gras, there'll be a Mardi Gras 2022. It's easy to, to say that when your business isn't so reliant yeah. on a big event like that. I would be very interested to know how much of, of uh, a business on uh, Bourbon Street, that's their main <laughs> source of revenue. All the me. hotels, uh, all the ancillary. It, it, there's, it's sometimes hard to figure, to calculate. Uh, where where all the losses are, I feel awful for them. Have you Just been in New Orleans? Awful. I've never been to New Orleans. I, I, so I did New Year's in in New Orleans once, uh, and we not only did New Year's, we stayed for the Sugar Bowl. Oh, okay. New Year's, we ended up on a, a balcony for it was it was New Year's Eve, and we ended up on a balcony. We we're having a late lunch, and before we knew it, like thirty minutes later, we look out over the streets are filled, and we're like, um, we can't get down there. And we looked at our server, and we said. What do we do? And they were like, well, it's, it's X number. It was a 30 bucks or 40 bucks ahead, and you can just stay here. We had the table on the balcony overlooking Bourbon Street. And we were like, take our money. And we stayed for nine hours <laughs> on that balcony. Amazing. And I said, if this is New Year's, I'm never coming from Mardi Gras. It's more <laughs> insane than I can handle. Well, this is depressing news too, Tony, because I had already booked us a private plane to go down to Mardi That's Gras the way to do it. Uh, through Costco. Costco is genius, by the way, and I think this is going to work. Costco will be selling private jet memberships through a new partnership with a private aviation firm called Wheels Up. Wheels Up. It'll only cost you $17,499.99, but it comes with a $3,500 Costco shop card and $4,000 worth of flight credits. Now, this does not actually include what it costs to fly. You got to pay that anyway. This to have the membership, to have the ability to get on the private jets. So it's seventeen five, but you get seventy five hundred back. And then you get four thousand dollars worth of flight right. credits. And this isn't the first time we've heard of companies kind of getting into this business. At at one time, a couple of years ago, there was a company that uh was launched, and I don't remember it off the top of my head, that they were going to become kind of the Uber and Lyft of private jets where you could, you know, basically book one on your phone and fly away. So people are trying to get this, uh, the, the, the private jet membership or, you know, you know, being able to fly privately out there for the general so public. So the way I see this working and why I like this so much, I don't know if it works for the individual. But it could work for a tremendous number of businesses that still need to get from point A to point B for salespeople or meetings or what have you, don't want to fly commercially, want to know their people are safe amongst their own people who are all coronavirus free, and this is a fantastic way to do it. It's, a, it's, it's basically a 10K uh, in because you're getting the 4000 flight credit. You're, you're getting snacks, right? The 3500 is to get all the buck fifty hot dogs for the airplane before everybody gets on. Uh, and 
I, I get it. I think the mathematics works great. I'm not buying a membership. But if we have anybody who's a part of this show week in and week out who has a membership and would like to fly, <laughs> fingers more and I, to where you are to do a show, Vegas. we would happily do that. What was that, Ve fingers? Ve Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. Hey, honestly, wherever. We're in. We're, we're happy to get on the plane. Just send it, and, and we will pick up the hot dogs, and we will bring them to you. <laughs> Have you flown privately before? I've never done private, but I do as the one kind of luxury for myself. I fly first class 90% of the time. Wow. I do. It's, I'm so uncomfortable in a, in a coach seat. I'm a big guy. You are six nine hundred. You're yes. like you're a very tall man. Yeah, you're, you're a man of, of, of I, girthy I, goodness. I, I fly a, an airline that you have to check in uh, at a certain time to be able to get a good place in line to where you can run to your seat right. and, and grab a window or an aisle seat. And if I'm if I don't do that, I'm up a creek. I've only flown first class once. It was I was upgraded and. Uh, I, I, I drank most of their beer on the flight from Detroit to Atlanta. God bless them. No, I, it's, it's the one thing I allow me. I don't have cable, right? I don't spend my money that way. Right. But uh, I, I do do first class because it's just it's, yeah. it's just comfort. I'm, I'm willing to pay for it. It is the best. It's so good. It is so, so good. Speaking of uh, alcohol, Tony. Yes? The Arizona Department of Liquor Licenses. Don't want to hear it. Don't tell me. Don't ruin what's working. Don't you know where this is going, guys? Right? They've been doing to-go alcohol sales all across the country, and now tell me, tell me that's what they're doing. Tell me they're getting rid of it. Well, here's the other part of that department's name: Department of License, Liquor Licenses and Control. Tony, I rest my case. Officially put an end to to-go liquor sales last week for establishments that do not have the proper licenses. That's in Arizona. We are insane. The, we're insane. It was working. It actually allowed businesses, restaurant businesses, to stay in business. It helped them survive. And now you're going to decide because they don't have a certain piece of paper, something they were doing that, we, you know what we haven't heard of? Advanced cases of DUI. We haven't heard advanced right. this, that, or, or, or the other. We, we, we have other things that are really an, an issue in, in America when, because of, of lockdowns and, and isolation and loneliness and things like that. These people had a... It was giving them a shot. I, I, don't, I, have, I have no idea what they're thinking, no idea what they're doing. I only hope the backlash is so big, so huge, so absolutely overwhelming that they're forced to say, no, 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 this is fine. And it should always be fine. It should always be fine. Especially when they're starting to lock everything back down again. They're like, oh, you're locked down. And by the way, you can't serve alcohol to go anymore. Just a further kick in the pants. Oh, it, it, it's madness. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. The Christmas season means gift sets, and Fingers Malloy has been keeping an eye on what is available for you. Eat, drink, smoke. Great to be with you, Tony Katz, and of course, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. He loves the holidays because you can get yourself a good bottle and get yourself some glassware or something else, $7. Right. That's the plan. <laughs> so you are in, a, a, we have a local store here, Meyer. I think other places have it. It's like a Target. Yes. Best way to put it. What did they do? You, did you keep an eye on what they have? Well, you? they were just starting to put the kiosk up with their gift sets. They had Maker's Mark 
Maker's Mark gift set. It was a, it was a fifth of Maker's Mark and two rocks glasses. Regular price, $32 on sale for $24. And I looked around the corner to see how much a fifth of Maker's Mark was. Regular price, $32 on sale for $24. So it was already on sale. Right. You, got, you, you get the, the, the fifth and the two rocks glasses. I get it. I get it. It makes perfect sense. It's, it's the way to do it. It is absolutely the way to do it. You have t- t- totally turned me around on that. You have convinced me and sold me. Well, so- we still got to get you some rocks glasses. I was thinking about this, Tony. Yeah. You know a good place to go for this? Maybe right. go to some antique stores. Right. See if they got the old school heavy, oh, these are from the 1940s rocks glasses. You may, you may be able to catch a fine there. So I've been looking for new rocks glasses because I want something that has the right feel. I want something that has some heft. I want something that is is um, etched, right? Uh, carved. What is the word that I'm looking for? for cut, cut crystal, mm-hmm. right? I like that feel. I like the tactile, especially when you've got a drink that might be cold. I don't want it to slip out of the hand. I want that weight uh, to it. And it's one of the rare things where I'm completely willing to spend. I don't care about wine glasses. I have wine glasses. They're there like, oh, look, wine glasses. I drink out of jelly jars. Right? <laughs> if it's right? a mason jar, I'm totally fine. It does just about everything. But there is something about setting the mood with a rocks glass and a, and a bourbon, and, and I've been looking for them. Now, here, you know, we record at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, and they're in Houston, they're in Pittsburgh, and they're in Nashville. It's, it's a Davidoff lounge. And so they've got a thing going on where if you buy a certain amount of, of, of Davidoffs, which they could convince me to do, they have a decanter and rocks glasses. They're, they're great. The oh. rocks glasses are very cool. I don't know if I'm going to be, I, I don't know if I have that much stuff to, to, to buy to, to, to get it. But I have found myself now, I own, I went from zero to two decanters overnight. Nice. And like all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm now like, I keep my eye out for them. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, it's not like I pour anything into the decanter. I just like the look. Right. All right. There's a style thing that I dig. No, about 20 years ago, I got in this antique thing where I would go to antique stores and I would look for vintage like beer signage. And I've got a bunch of old, like really thick beer glasses from either old, brands of beer that aren't made anymore like I've got some Falstaff glasses or Schlitz I've got some Schlitz glasses I've got some Blatt's glasses and I don't think you had ever heard of Blatt's before until I brought up a couple weeks ago it's a Midwestern beer Uh, very very cheap Uh, but I found that that's what I wanted I was going to go oh that'd be great to drink out of those and then I got them and now they're displayed instead of drinking them so at first I was like you know uh, antique store may be the way to go for you but if they're so nice and you know they're old, maybe you won't want to use them every day. No, I w- that's just it. No, I want to use them every day. I have, I have zero interest in display. I don't even know why I got the decanters. If I'm not going to use them, <laughs> right. I, I, I do like the look, and it does kind of set the bar kind of right. It's a very cool look. But the rocks glasses I want to use. If I can't use them every day, there is no point. There's a, there's a place for the tchotchke on the shelf, right? Yeah, I'm cool with that. But uh, like we, I don't, I don't know about you. We live a, a, a quasi minimalist lifestyle, right? Um, when we when we got the house that we're in, when we when I first moved to Indianapolis, it's a true story. Rented a house. I didn't know where to live. I didn't know what to do. I rented a house. The house was 5,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. It's a big house, yeah. more house than I could ever want. And then two years later, we, we found a house and, and we and we moved in. Well, the house we moved into is just about 3,000 square feet. Well, it's amazing furniture that will fit in a 5,500 square foot house <laughs> that doesn't fit in a 3,000 right. square foot house. 
And over the past four years, we've been getting rid of furniture we've had our whole lives and redefining what it is that we want. And that, that, that bit of minimalism, less is more. Less clutter is better. Less things are better. We throw things out like it's our job, Ugh. right? But if we have it, I want to use it. It's why, you know, we happen to have from, from my wife's grandmother, right? So we have China and things like that. But other than that, because of some kind of sentimental value, uh, no, 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 no. We use the same plates, the same things. Just use it. So I want to, I'll put the money into the rocks class. I just want it to, to be right. I will not half-ass the thing. Well, then you need to go to Pier 1. Clearly, clearly, I've been searching IKEA, Ikea left and right. <laughs> Bud Light now has a video game console that chills your beer while you play. Um, honestly, I've never needed. I, I there are some things I just don't need to connect, and I'm pretty sure I don't think it's a good gift for your 15 year old. Right? It's called the BL6. Um, it could chill two beers while you play, and it, it, I mean, it has its own controller. It's it's it looks like it looks like a carrying case. Yeah. It looks like a six pack. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, that's cool. And everything. this is the one thing I haven't really understood about products like that. My beer doesn't sit a lot round long <laughs> enough to where I have to worry about it getting so warm that I need a cooler like that. Or I, I don't get on it on an average night. It, you don't have to work the next day, and it's a beer night. How many can you do? Well, We're talking by the can by the bottle. How many can you do? If okay, say it's a we'll use a Sunday for example. It's a football. Well, it's a Sunday because well, it's, okay. well, it's a football Sunday. Right. Okay, kickoffs at one o'clock. If I had twenty Guinness at the house, I could easily go through twelve to fourteen. What? Yeah. You got the one o'clock game, the four o'clock game, the eight o'clock game. It's not that much. You could do fourteen pints of Guinness. Pints of Guinness. Oh yeah. I I, it's me. It's me. I get it, guys. It's me. No, it's not you. Like, I'm not saying it's healthy two to do that. at the most over the same span. Oh, wow. Two. No way. Fourteen. Yeah, easily. Wow. I mean, especially if I'm out. Say if I'm meeting some friends and we're going to watch all the games. I would be more than 14. And, uh. and I would get a Lyft or an Uber home. So don't think that would be getting into my car and I driving. I wasn't thinking you would. You're responsible. Yeah, I didn't think you were irresponsible. No, but no. Ten o'clock. Say you get to the the bar at noon to watch games, and you don't leave until eight nine o'clock. I I I guess I could order soda. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but, you know they got the beer specials, and if it's Guinness, I'll you know just fourteen keep Guinness. Oh yeah. Now if you said to me fourteen Zimas, <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Uh, by the way, the other thing to make you uh, happy, along with finding the good deals on uh, uh, bourbon, the, the gift sets, Guns N' Roses announcing eight tour dates in Australia and New Zealand um, for 2021, including Axel, Slash, and Duff. Yeah, and they're coming to Indianapolis. And, Are they? And, you know, tw- I believe 12 cities in the United States. I think Chicago, Detroit. Uh, yeah, I... Look, everything after Appetite stinks, uh, but uh, I saw them a few years ago with Bumblefoot instead of Slash, and a- he, Axel, God bless him, he just can't do it anymore. I mean, he couldn't. You know how You Could Be Mine? You know the song You Could Be Mine? Right. Like, you could be mine. 
like that's that. That's not bad. Thank you. That is not bad. When I He's saw available him, for weddings. Yeah, right. When I, when I saw him live, it was, you could be mine. I'm like, oh, you can't hold a note anymore. Father time is a jerk. Uh, yes, it is, by the way. Are you going to go? Are yes. You gonna sp- really? Yeah, I'll go see You him. know you're going to be disappointed because he can't hit the They'll notes? They'll do all of Appetite, and I'll be happy, and then they'll start doing the Use Your Illusion or Spaghetti Incident or whatever, and then that's when I'll go get uh, one of the 14 Guinness I'll have during the concert. <laughs> uh, it's the Uncle Nearest, the 1856, that we've been reviewing. I had it on a, just a chip. The spice really did increase. I got to admit, it's there, and it, it hits almost peculiarly. But there's so many other good flavors going with that, with a bit of caramel and stuff, and that that nose that has some orchard in it. Very much enjoying it. The Uncle Nearest 1856. You should check this out and make sure you get the podcast. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever fine podcasts are sold. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Paul Stulak. Is the name of a cigar, a manufacturer, a brand, a guy? I never really understood the full story, but I used to see the cigars, and I used to smoke the cigars, and I liked the cigars in the early days when I first really started getting into cigars, and then the next thing I knew, it was gone. Maybe it was where I now lived in the country. Maybe it was just what I was now looking at. I have not seen Paul Stulak in a shop in a tobacconist for forever, and then lo and behold... I see Paul Stulak back, and I'm like, hot diggity. I'm a happy man. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. And this is the Paul Stulak Exclusiva, and I'm going to get it wrong, El Nuevo. I'm not even going to try. Hot diggity. That's that's exactly what it is. Uh, Cominzo, C-O-M-I-E-N-Z-O. Now, there are two uh, that have come out, and one of those is the Pravada Limitada. That's a, a, a five-inch cigar. We'll get to that another time. This right here is a Connecticut broadleaf that is just dark and oily and absolutely positively beautiful. This cigar, which is a box press, is five and a half by 54. So five and a half refers to a uh, it refers to the length, how long it is. It's five and a half inches long. Tee That makes him laugh. Did I introduce myself? I'm Tony Katz. That's America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Tee. And anytime I say five and a half inches long, Tee. he goes like that. And then the ring gauge is 54, so that's how thick it is around. Tee. Again with the laughter. A 64 ring gauge is a full inch around. 54, I think, is great. 50, 52, 54. That, 54 is really like the height of where I feel comfortable. But when it's a box press... I feel even more comfortable. A box press refers to the fact that it's a squared off shape. It comes from when they used to roll cigars in Havana, in Cuba, and the rollers didn't want their cigar rolling away. They flattened it out. That's the box press. This is a USA Connecticut Broadleaf. Great, great flavor in a Connecticut Broadleaf. And feel that. The oil on the wrapper of that cigar just comes off. It is dark. It is a rich milk chocolate look just terrific. The binder and the filler on this are Nicaraguan. And the flavoring of this, well, that all depends on on what you think the flavoring is is going uh, to be. People talk about the cigars having spice. Not what I get off of it. What I get off of it is a tobacco hit. But after just a little while, and we've just started smoking, on the back of the tongue, on the back of the tongue, there's this little bit of a pepper feel. 
but I get some some wood on this. I'm getting that kind of leathery that I, that I know and love. A very, very interesting cigar that if you find at your local tobacconist, first let us know uh, on the Twitter feed, Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, or Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Let me know what you think of this car- cigar. Is this your first Paul Stulak? Yes, it is. And it's interesting how it affects different people. And for me, it's the pepper that you're talking about, but it's at the front of my palate. And I am getting the, the pepper and the leather um, and not much else at this point. I'm, I'm enjoying it, but... One of the things I learned quickly when I first started uh, getting back into cigars, I would just grab a cigar, uh, you know, back in the 90s. I'd grab a punch. I'd be like, okay, that's didn't really research too much uh, about what I was smoking. But, you know, had no idea the difference between just a Connecticut cigar and a Connecticut broadleaf. And there's a significant difference, isn't it, Tony? There's a... There's a massive, <laughs> massive difference, if only by looking at it. Yeah. There is a massive... It's like looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito and saying, wait a second, they're not twins. <laughs> That's the difference in, in, in the two. Now, uh, it's funny. I was, I was checking out how some people viewed the cigar. And I was taking a look at the guys over at Half Wheel, which I think do a great, great job, halfwheel.com. And they were less impressed with this smoke. And I'm curious to see, Fingers, where you are on it. I was just happy to see the brand back and one of the things there are two things I like about uh, this cigar I love what the Connecticut Broadleaf has to offer in in terms of flavor I think there's a really interesting thing going on here with that bit of of, of spice from that pepper with that bit of wood and what I always get out of this type of uh, of thing which is a bit of a a sweetness uh, going on the second one is it's a $12 stick which means it's worth the shot. When you see a $25 stick, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend that. You should spend it on this because this is an example of things I like and things I don't. Hey, I think I can really pick things out here and I can decide whether or not that's for me. Now, maybe what you learn is I can pick out the flavors and this cigar isn't for me. Or maybe it is. And, and you could say, at least I know how to pick out the flavors. What I liked about this, and I've smoked this one before, it's one of the reasons that I picked it, is that it's a great example of a cigar for you to grab flavors from. Now, when we review a cigar, we do it in thirds. First third, second third, and final third. Because a cigar will change as you smoke it. You get used to some flavors, some new things develop and build out of it. Also, make sure you've got a notebook. Write down what you ate that day, what you drank that day, what the weather is like, and write down your feeling about the cigar itself. It's really and truly important. The one thing I will say of it is is that all the guys from Half Wheel were, were saying that they had a little problem with the light. It took a little while for things to get going and running, except for us having a lighter problem. Right. Um, I didn't have that problem. I think the smoke coming off of this is is very, very good. It's It's very rich. So far, I'm a happy man. Well, and what's interesting about this, too, is the pairing that we have going on. Because, like I said, the, the, the pepper that is uh, coming off the cigar on my palate, along with the leather and a little bit of cream now, it's really bringing out the spice in the Uncle Nearest 1856 premium whiskey that we are drinking. Uh, it's actually taking a little bit of the sweetness away and really bringing out that spice in an interesting way for me. And I'm really enjoying this pairing. So now this is how palettes are different. This is why you can read all the reviews in the world and you can listen to us all you want. You're the only one that matters. The cigar has enhanced the citrus. Really? And the orchard coming out of this. 
right? It's out of the uncle nearest that we're drinking, which is the 1856 whiskey, 100 proof. It's it's I I, I think it's it's very good, really enjoyable uh, uh, whiskey right here, and it's a premium whiskey as opposed to a bourbon because it's a charcoal filtered and therefore isn't a, a bourbon because bourbon has very very specific rules. This is definitely a cigar that I don't know if is in your humidor, right? Explain. But here's why. You, I think that with this, you like it or you don't, right? I don't think it's just, eh, it's all right. I think there are many other $12 sticks that do that for you that you have more of a passion for. Uh, the Fuente A58, uh, using that as, a, as an example. The Avo number two or the Avo number three, I think, do that as well. But at $12, you should be trying this. You should check this out for so much that it has to offer. Now, I did smoke this already, and I will tell you, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, but that could be a hundred different things. And again, your palate might be different. Uh, I think it's burning well. I think that's giving. It's, it's a very uh, a bright white ash, especially against that that broadleaf. Uh, the the wrapper is no grit to it. I sometimes like that, but oily and wonderful. This is worth trying. You're you're. Into that first third fingers, your thoughts? I'm enjoying it. I don't see any problem at all with the construction. We, like you said, we had a, a lighter malfunction, but yes. we got it lit. So far, I'm, I'm enjoying it. By the way, we will do for the holidays, we will do a whole thing about lighters and things you should look at. You should note that the lighter we're using today is uh, was two bucks. Yep, at a Walmart end cap because I was traveling and if it got confiscated, it got confiscated by the TSA. You should check this out. The Paul Stulak Exclusiva. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So Thanksgiving around the corner, all the holidays around the corner. What is the cigar that will perfectly match the holidays? Eat, Drink, Smoke. Great to be with you. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already listening to the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever fine podcasts are sold. That's where you'll find Eat, Drink, Smoke. And be sure to leave a five-star review. So we went through and said, like, like we did with, with bourbons, what are good bourbons for, for the Thanksgiving table? And we each have different reasons for them. What are worthy cigars that you can have for the Thanksgiving table or after the Thanksgiving table? Uh, more like it. So, Fingers Malloy, you've got two. I've got two. What are you picking for Thanksgiving? Well, the first one I picked is not one that we have reviewed on this show before, but one that I really enjoy. And going back to our conversation as to what things we look for, whether it's in a cigar or in a bourbon, for me, value means a lot. And I want to tell you a little bit about the Punch After Dinner Cigar. There you go. Tony. That's a name. Punch. It, punch. It's a Churchill. It's a seven and a quarter by 47 ring gauge. Scored a 93 on a Cigar Aficionado's rating back in 2018. Uh, it is an Ecuadorian wrapper. The filler is from Honduras, Nicaragua, and the Dominican Republic. Tony, $5.89 a stick. It's good value. Now, normally I wouldn't say, hey, give your uh, family member who doesn't normally smoke uh, a cigar, a Churchill, but when it comes to that price, less than six dollars a stick. If it's something that you can enjoy, uh, it's got kind of that the, the earthy flavors, but it's also got a little bit of sweetness to it. They may enjoy it. Six dollars a stick. If they only smoke half of it, you're you're not going to cry in your pillow at the end of the night, right? It's it, if you're giving somebody a twenty five dollar stick 
and they don't smoke it, you're like, well, what was the point of that? It, it, it's absolutely, it, I'm like that. I'm totally like that. So I think that makes perfect, perfect sense. It's definitely a big cigar for somebody who doesn't smoke one. They'll, they'll enjoy it. They'll enjoy right. the kitsch of it for sure. But I know I, we've talked punch before, and we haven't done punch cigars on the show yet, and we should. It's one of those names. It has been around for forever, and there are, I, have, I got started on punch cigars Absolutely, and there are still definitely within that brand cigars you're going to enjoy. So, so what else you got? One we have had before. I don't know if we've actually done a review on it. Maybe we have. Now that I think about it, been doing this the, a while. Yeah, the uh, from Crown Heads, the Mil Diaz. We have absolutely done the Mil Diaz because we did the Mil Diaz sitting uh, over there with with the the guys from Mil Diaz, right? And 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 we did it with them. Ecuadorian wrapper, a Nic- Nicaraguan binder, the filler from Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and Purdue. Medium to full and Purdue? body. Per- Peru. <laughs> I got football on the head, Tony. Purdue. Purdue cigars, Tony. Let's talk a second about Purdue cigars, shall we? The Boilermakers. No. Uh, <laughs> Costa Rican, <laughs> Nicaraguan, and Peruvian. There you go. Phil. Why this one? Uh, listen, it's more of a, a medium to full-bodied cigar. What was really interesting about this when we we did uh, this, we did sit down with, with the, Luciano, with Luciano from, uh, from Crown Heads, and what I found fascinating about it was it has the the pepper, the earth, the spice that I like in a cigar. But we both noticed, and he pointed it out to us when you started smoking it. For some reason, the tobacco made your mouth water. You started right. to salivate. And I thought that was really interesting when you're trying to pair it with different things. It almost feels like it enhances the palate to pair it with something. Yeah, so Luciano is the, the brains behind Ace Prime, and they would make cigars for all different cigar manufacturers. And then he started saying, I'm going to start doing some of my own and got with the guys at Crowned Heads, who I think are miraculously underrated, with the J.D. Howard, the Four Kicks, the Mule Kick, the Headley Grange. I, I think they do just wonderful, wonderful work. And, and made this. We've reviewed plenty of Crown Head cigars. We've, we've done uh, the Coalition, uh, the Coalition cigar, which is a wonderful one as well. I think those are fine choices. And at $11.50 a stick, still something that if you're budget conscious is something you should be able to do. So I went um, with my, I, I went with favorites, right? Because, it, you know, with, with bourbons, I can talk about things that are good for the table. When it's cigars, I, I know what I like and I want to be able to enjoy it. And I think others can enjoy it as well. Uh, I went with the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Presidente because that's a Cameroon wrapper, and I'm a, I'm a mother blanking sucker for the Cameroon wrapper. Uh, the 2003 vintage from Rocky Patel. Um, I, I, I adore Cameroon wrappers, just make me happy. For me, there is just a wonderful sweetness that occurs on this. And this is a six and a half by 50, six and a half inches long, 50 uh, ring gauge. Dominican in the binder and the filler, but that wrapper is Cameroon. It is a very, very complete medium cigar, and you can find a box of twenty-five for two hundred fifty dollars, meaning it's ten dollars nice. a stick. Nice. And at ten bucks a stick, you know you can get a box, bring some, and keep the rest in your humidor because it's an all-purpose cigar. It's a cigar for the golf course. It's a cigar for after the golf course. It's a cigar for cold weather. It's a cigar for hot weather. It works, and you can just keep it in the humidor, keep that level up. Uh, you know, distilled water only, people. You can use some of the solution, but distilled water in your humidor. Don't use tap water. You'll get mold. It'll be an ugly scene. The, the, the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Presidente Cameroon, to me, just works at all times. And if you want to kick it up a notch, the Davidoff, Winston Churchill, the late hour. Um, I, I love it. 
to death. Seven by 48, seven inches long, 48 ring gauge. That San Andreas Mexican uh, binder with the Dominican filler. And it's a Habano Ecuadorian wrapper. Now, don't get me wrong. 22, 25 bucks a stick is what you're going to spend. It's a holiday. I can smoke the late hour. Anybody who hands it to me anywhere at any time. Why, thank you very much. Would you like to smoke this right now? Yes. Yes, I would. I would like to smoke it right now. I just think that cigar just does so much for me in terms of uh, the levels of flavors that, that it, that it uh, puts out, how it mixes for me so, so very, very well with so many things. And both of these cigars work brilliantly with coffee. Yeah. And that's why I picked them, because I'm picturing you sitting, even, even if it's a little chilly out, outside after the dinner, uh, you're, you're, you're standing with friends or you're sitting and going with coffee in that absolutely perfect way. And it can go with coffee. It can go with coffee and Baileys. It can do all of those things. And these cigars will still stand by themselves. You'll get the flavor out of them. And you'll be like, this is a nice, nice mix of what's uh, of what's going on and depending on even what bourbon you might be doing with, with the meal or you might be doing a wine with the meal that might be more of a tradition these will hold now i think these will hold better with a red than with a white uh mo- most definitely i think that i think they'll hold wonderfully with, with with a pinot um but they're just they they will last and they're cigars that you'll be very happy if you get a couple extra sticks and they're in your humidor you're always going to use them. And so now the next question is Tony because you are the cigar guy I'm sure in your family I'm the cigar guy now when I go on trips when you're traveling especially if 3 4 day trip like this how do you travel with your cigars? Oh I see I think that people get themselves a little nutty in the idea of travel and thinking their cigars are going to be destroyed. If you don't have a travel humidor, now I happen to have a hard case travel humidor that can hold, uh, holds 12, right? Usually enough for whatever trip. Tupperware. Tupperware people. Uh, they make these, uh, you can get them at your local tobacconist. It's a Bovita pack, right? So it's, it looks like, actually it's like paper, it kind of looks like, mm-hmm. but it'll keep the humidity. Um, or just for the few days, you're all right. Don't necessarily breathe deep. Don't worry about it. I used to use the trick where I would take a slice of apple and put it in there. Just wrap it in paper towel. Right? For a couple days, that will work. It's not a solution long term. Tupperware works. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That's America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. It is the Paul Stulak Exclusiva that we are reviewing. That's a mouthful. Right here. It is. But it's really the El Nuevo Comienzo. Paul Stulak Exclusiva. And they also have it as a Bravada Limitada. Two different cigars. We're doing the Exclusiva right here. Slowly working my way into the second third on this five and a half inch cigar. Uh, I will tell you that that spice has kind of taken over. The creaminess has a bit gone away. It's gotten bigger uh, in, in, in that way. For, so for some people, this is going to be a little more cigar than they thought that they were getting. Still enjoying, still at that $12 price point. Very, very pleased. Yeah, I'm pleased with it, too. And we talked about it previously. When you get a cigar like this, when you first light it, and that spice kind of punches you in the face, and you say, oh, the, the, the spice subsided, and that's really not the case. It's kind of like when you dip your toe into a cold pool. Right. The, the temperature of the pool doesn't change. You just get used to it. And that's what it has for me. And it's gotten a m- much more creamy for me. There's big on. smoke coming off of this. Big, big puffs of smoke, which is something that I happen uh, to like. It is time, Fingers Malloy, 
for news of the week. Oh, Tony. What? A coronavirus. What's that? How, how much longer do you think I could go along <laughs> with that gag where you say coronavirus and I say, what's that? Unfortunately, I think we're going to be going on with this gag for way too long. <sighs> but I have to ask you, Tony, do, do you have plenty of toilet paper at the house? We're in, the society is insane, and I don't want to have to lecture anybody, but if you're hoarding toilet paper, there's, 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 there's a place in hell for you. Well. Without toilet paper. People are oh. hoarding toilet paper. A new surge of coronavirus cases in the U.S. is sending people back to the stores to stockpile again, leaving shelves bare and forcing retailers to put limits on purchases. Now, I did buy uh, a, a nine-pack today because I happened to... Have to have to grab some things, just pick up a couple of things, and there was there was less. There will there was still toilet paper, but certain supermarkets uh, near me. I was in a Kroger uh, supermarket. Um, they're they're rationing it. Oh, you can yep. only take one. You can only get one of this, one of that. There were still hand wipes and things uh, like that. There's no need for it. There's no need for the hoarding of these things. You're People are out of their heads. Walmart said Tuesday it's having trouble keeping up with demand for cleaning supplies in some stores. And then, like you said, Kroger and Publix are limiting on uh, how much toilet paper and paper towel shoppers can buy after demand spiked recently. And Amazon is sold out of most disinfectant wipes. And that's where I've had a problem, Tony, finding the Clorox wipes. I've had no problem finding toilet paper uh, I haven't had any problem with that or paper towels, but ever since this thing started, trying to find a grocery store that has Clorox wipes, I, I, I haven't been able to find them anymore. Um, last month, fully stocked, I could have found them anywhere. Now, maybe I wasn't looking for the specific name brand, and by the way, Clorox wipes would be a great sponsor Absolutely. for Eat, Drink, Smoke. Uh, but it, that, that we still are falling back into these, it didn't help anybody the first time. It's not going to help anybody this time. Stop it. I am convinced, right? I, I'm, not, I'm not getting political. I'm not having a mass conversation. One of the things that I am fully convinced on is that we, the American people, don't know how to wash our hands. Because you don't see, except, I mean, I'm, there were some people, I think, at the Mayo Clinic that got sick. But in the main, you're not hearing about doctors or nurses or hospital people getting coronavirus. You're not hearing them get really sick. You're hearing about certainly a shortage of nurses as you're seeing more people in hospitals, and as I talk to, to doctors and, and ER doctors, it's this weird thing where there are people in the ICU, and there are certainly people on ventilators. But they're not like, at least here in Indiana, they're not running out of ventilators. That's not it, and they're not near a full capacity in the ICU. The issue is, is that these people are sick enough to need to be in the hospital, but not sick enough necessarily for the ICU, and that's why you're seeing hospitals have a lot, a lot of people. They also have now, different than March, April, May, they have things that work like remdesivir. So they're able to actually give people a therapeutic, something they couldn't do, and they'd be like, well, go home, right? That's <laughs> right. what they tell you, go home. So it's, it's the, the, the science has evolved. The ability to help people has evolved, so therefore they're doing their job in that way, and because of it, we have more people in hospitals. But the real story here is that we're all disgusting and nobody washes their hands after they go to the bathroom. They don't even know how. That's obvious. And but what's really weird is at the beginning of this pandemic, you had people trying to give uh, the general public lessons on how 
to wash your hands. The, you have to say your ABCs or sing happy birthday twice while you wash your hands. Right. Uh, you're not seeing too much of that anymore. But I have noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, Tony, uh, you know, using the restroom at a public place, I'm seeing men wash their hands a lot more than they used to. I, I, I never noticed. Oh, gosh. It would disgust me. I'd see guys walking out of the stall and just walk out the door and uh, gross me out. And now I, I'd say it went from 60% of the men I see would wash their hands prior to this. It's like 95% now. So, But it's, it's washing it right. I mean, you actually got to scrub and you got to get under the fingernail. The fingernail thing, I, t- I taught that to my kids young young age you got to actually do that and in between the fingers and then people wash their hands and they wash you know, like like the the i don't know if you call it the ball of the palm like like right under the fingers like that part mm-hmm. but they don't wash the base of the palm right still part of the hand <laughs> still has wait, the germs wait i'm i'm not a scientist but that part of the hand can get dirty too turns out According to professionals, <laughs> the germs can get everywhere. Oh, wow. And I, I honestly think that when, when this is all said and done, that's going to be one of the things that we find. People don't know how to wash their hands. We're the good holy heck. And people are a little sensitive, Tony, as you know. Uh, there's a grocery chain called Giant Food, okay? And they own uh, 164 grocery stores in Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. The holidays are coming up, and they came out with this platter for the holidays. It had giant shrimp platter, a celebratory cheese board, uh, a fruit tart, deluxe fruit, and cheese platter. So things you can have for the holidays. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. Uh, But in their ad, they call it a super spread platter, and people went ballistic. They had to apologize for calling it... Because like a super spreader event. Yes. Oh, that's People got upset by that? Yes, and they had to issue an apology uh, for running in. Oh, God, there's the ad. There's the ad. Hosting, plan a super spread. Oh, I'm sorry. That's incredible. That's funny. Well, not everyone everyone has that kind of sense of humor, Tony. Uh, they, They had to apologize for running an insensitive ad promoting the super spread platters that missed the mark. There was once a story out of New York where a, a supermarket um, had uh, 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 put out a sign that said, uh, um, great for Hanukkah, right? They were talking about some of the deals they had. Oh, no. And one of them was great for Hanukkah, and it was on a ham. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was talking about the really good price on ham, great for Hanukkah. And I, that, was, that was terrific. That was so... If I have to explain to people Jews and ham and kosher, honestly, guys, there's only so much I could do. (laughs) Like, that's funny. That is something you should take a picture of and be like, that's hilarious. And then you should just tell the manager, hey, by the way, so you know. right? You don't have to get upset about it. You don't have to... I could send that to 100 Jews I know, and they'd be like, that's that's ridiculous and funny all at, at the same time. And then they'd move on with their day. They yeah. wouldn't be like, I'm so insulted. Maybe now people would be insulted. That's really funny. That's really funny. I could get them saying, you know what? Our bad. Like, that's the, that is the right response. Our bad. We weren't trying to offend anybody. I, th- I think that's great. I can't believe it. nobody looked at that and thought, okay, we got a lot of sensitive people here in 2020. Nobody looked at that and thought to themselves, maybe this is a bad idea. I find that people get offended by things, and I hear about it, and I see it. I have to go back and check it a few times. 
to figure out what it is I'm supposed to be offended by. Because I don't, my, my nature is not to get offended by it. I, I'm, I'm too busy with life. I'd have no time to, to do that. And who knows if people really got offended or there was just social media outrage. Maybe 30 people tweeted and they had to issue an apology. Social media is a dumpster fire. It really is. Follow us on Twitter at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> Facebook, Eat, Drink, Smoke. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. It feels like we have been inundated with bad news lately. We've got the coronavirus spiking in you know counties and cities and states all over the country. Lockdowns are coming. It's nice to hear some good news every once in a while, and we have some here from our fine friends over at Walmart. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Tony, yes. Walmart is partnering with several companies to offer free Thanksgiving dinners to poor American families. Yeah, it's... We did a fundraiser here. Um, we record at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, and we did a fundraiser for a local food bank called Gleaners uh, a couple of weeks ago. The amount of people using food banks is absolutely out of control. The lines at food banks, the millions of pounds that they're giving away. Again, this real divide between what you see in in the Wall Street numbers, the stock market numbers, and what's happening, the difference between Wall Street and Midwest Main Street, as I like to call it. Uh, And it's it's huge. So this is, it's a butterball turkey. It's a a breast. Uh, Campbell's condensed cream of mushroom soup. uh, McCormick turkey gravy seasoning packet. The great value, which is the Walmart brand stuffing mix, their frozen green beans, the cranberry sauce, Idaho and instant mashed potatoes, French's crispy onions, which are the greatest thing ever, and uh, a two a two liter Coke. So there, they partnered up with with a group of people. Uh, Campbell's, Butterball, Coca Cola are all uh, doing this. It's available while supplies last. Good on them. Good on them. Uh, look, nothing is altruistic, right? They're, they're, they're getting some good feels for it, so you want to use them. And I think Walmart would be a fantastic sponsor <laughs> right? of the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show. I really and truly do. But good. And good on all the people who are giving and donating their time uh, to, to food banks. It's beyond important. really is. Well, that was the one thing that I took away from that fundraiser for gleaners was I, I got to talk to the gentleman that was representing the food bank and not only have they been struggling you know with food donations but also it's been tough dealing with volunteers not only you know because of the restrictions but people are obviously a little bit uh, concerned about going and volunteering in these uh, troubled times so uh, I, people just need to I would hope in the holiday season figure out ways to be able to help people and it's great that Walmart is doing this I I only hope it extends after because you've got this issue that's coming in. It'll be there in January. It'll be there in February. It'll be there in March. And it's everywhere. People who wouldn't know where their local food pantry is now can get there without GPS. They know it's part of their lives. And it's, it's all across the spectrum. It really and truly is. So do what you can uh, this holiday season. By the way, what you can. You should not feel guilty if you can't. You're out of a job. You're out of a job. If, if the job is, is slight, right, the hours have been reduced, things are... T- no one is saying no. Right. And no one should, should fault you or, or you shouldn't feel bad about that. The, the first step is you taking care of you and you taking care of your family. And then if you can... 
doing it on the other side. Well, and a lot of times, too, people ask themselves, how can I help? Uh, is this going to take up a lot of time? I know the food bank that I donate my time to, a lot of times they only want you there for an hour and a half. It's right. just you know bringing food off of a truck, helping them move it around, maybe uh, divvying up to get it to different pantries uh, around the area. It, it doesn't take all that much time, and, and you know it makes you feel good after you're done doing it. It's this. It's where you live, right? These are your neighbors, so uh, getting involved is 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 everything. Well, I'll tell you what else is everything: buying Christmas gifts for your friends. <laughs> and <laughs> Tony, we've we've come across some unusual products, sure, in in our time at uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke, and we've reported on some unusual things. Pizza Hut is selling a $150 weighted blanket that looks like a slice of pepperoni pizza. I'm out. Don't get me wrong. I love the idea of a blanket that looks like pizza. But it's weighted? Yeah, that's a thing now. What is the point of a weighted blanket? For some people with anxiety, it calms them down. Um, it, 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 you, when you lay down, you have the blanket on top like of you. Like you put on your dog? Yeah. They sell those things for dogs to try and make them feel... Really? Yeah, uh, and and they are quite pricey. Even if they don't look like a slice of pepperoni pizza, they aren't $150? cheap. One hundred and fifty dollars. One hundred and fifty dollars. It's twenty five percent less uh, than a typical gravity uh, blanket pricing. The blanket weighs fifteen pounds and is seventy two inches in diameter. It is reported to uh, relieve stress, with fans uh, and research indicating that they have a calming effect. So, like I said, if you're, you've got anxiety, uh, I've been wanting to get one for some time. I don't think I'm going to get the pepperoni pizza one, though. But uh, good on uh, Pizza Hut for, for providing this because, you know, Pizza Hut's struggling right now. So Gravity Blanket is, is, a, is a brand, right? They make the blankets. And by the way, they would be a great sponsor for a drink. <laughs> right? So we will do the show wrapped up in a, in a 15 pound. Is it 15 pound? A 15 yes. pound weighted blanket. You've never been underneath a weighted blanket before. No, I, I don't like... Do you have your blanket tucked under the mattress? Oh, I hate that. I can't stand that. I, I, I weighted blanket would drive me crazy. I mean, the whole George Costanza bit at a hotel, that's one of the first things I do when I check into a Untuck. hotel. You untuck it. 100%. My feet have to be out. Yeah. My feet have... Oh, absolutely. Although I've got this thing now where I have a, I have a pillow in between my legs. It, it's much more comfortable. Because it has to do with the alignment. Really? Really, that's the thing that's going to make you chuckle? Oh, no, it's not that, since we're, we're, we're getting all personal here. Oh, good God. I've, I've considered... The, wait, hold on. Uh, tell the kids earmuffs. Go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I've considered buying a pregnancy pillow for that reason. What's a pregnancy pillow? It's the long pillows that pregnant women will put their belly on when they lay on their sides. Oh, like a body pillow? Yeah, like a body pillow. I yeah, have one I've, of those. It was too big. I, th- I got rid of it. it, I, it I, I gave it to one of the kids. Here you go. <laughs> here you go. Do something with that. I'm looking for one that looks like a piece of pepperoni pizza. <laughs> if anyone can find that, tweet me at Fingers Malloy. Uh, I, I I didn't know it was a thing. 150 bucks. That's a lot of coins. That's a lot. I mean, of that's coin. the kind of thing I would expect to spend on maybe a a king size, really good electric blanket. Do you have an electric blanket? Yeah, yeah. My wife uses an electric blanket. I don't. I need to be cool. I need chili. I, I like them for about 10 minutes, and then I throw the blanket off. Of <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's how it goes. Just a little bit of toasting, and yeah, then, and then yeah, out. Yeah, you know, a little warm, and then warmth, and then bam. No, I, I want to warm up the bed naturally. Look at you. Oh, stop it. Sinner. But, you know, 
Hello. <laughs> Don't mean to brag or nothing. Speaking of warming up the bed. Oh, good God. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Nope, not a segue. <laughs> you are not a radio professional. I must object. I have to object for everybody. You've never eaten Kentucky Fried Chicken in a bed before. It's never happened. I've had. You don't want to know my KFC stories because they would be a fantastic sponsor for Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> I've had I, I've had KFC three times in my life, mm-hmm. and twice I have gotten ill. It's ju- it was just dumb luck. Please, nothing against KFC. Go crispy chicken. I'm just saying. One was when I was in Boy Scout camp, <laughs> and I got sick to my stomach, and I had to let it go. But I didn't go outside the tent. No, I did it in the tent. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. You were that guy. I was. Oh, I was that guy. No question about it. Anyway, KFC. Or were you yelling at the colonel? <laughs> Curse you, Colonel Sanders. I was I was 12. Who knows how old I was? <laughs> well, the fast food chain's restaurant-wide redesign, which they are currently doing, is meant to limit person-to-person contact and bolster to-go options as the coronavirus pandemic continues. This is now the thing. Chipotle with Mm -hmm. their digital kitchens and now KFC, this is it. Seating and quick serve, they're going to say, forget it. Limit that as much as possible. Let let people grab the food and go. That's, That's the way it is. Chipotle's doing this. Again, leads you to this place where the the casual dining restaurant is going to have so many problems. If you can't grab it through it to go and if you if it's not fine dining or higher end where it's experiential, holy cow. Those are big big problems. I like non sequitur segues. Go ahead. <laughs> the Paul Stulak exclusiva. Um it has gotten bigger into the second third. But at $12 a stick, I want you to give it a go. And the uncle nearest uh, 1856 uh, the spice is built, but you should try this, and I think it'll work. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Do you hope people have a wonderful Thanksgiving? Yes. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.